God is the God of the universe. God is the God of everybody. And that is what John was referring to when he said that the one that does not love does not know God. But the confidence that you must have in the word of God from within, that deep assurance, heaven is a state of happiness which comes as a result of living a useful life. The heavenly pursuit is usefulness. The heavenly pursuit is love. The wisdom of God, it is universal. It is universal because it does not belong to a certain sect. Hallelujah. So for the past two weeks, we've been talking about receiving from God, isn't it? Receiving from God. And we've discussed many things. Today I want to share with us why many people do not receive from God. Okay? Why many people? I mean, there will be a thousand and one whys. Do you understand? But I want to just share what I consider to be very important. There's an obvious one that let me mention so that we'll leave that one behind. And that has to do with the fact that many of the times what we are asking the Lord for, maybe asking the Lord that you become a better person, the Lord will teach you some things. A lot of the times our heart is not in it like it is supposed to be. So it's like you are asking the Lord for something that you don't have a strong desire for. Do you understand that? You have some desire for it. You feel like it's not a bad thing if you get it. You get it. But you don't have a strong desire for it. So when you have opportunity to Maybe you come to church, oh, let's pray. You bring it up before the Lord. But your heart is not after it like it should be. And because of that, even your prayer lacks the intensity that it must have. Does that make sense? Normally, that one, the solution that the Lord gives to us is that if we continue seeking his faith concerning it and we follow his desire, gradually he gives us more reason to increase our desire. Do you understand that? So, because if you say, my desire is small, how do I increase it? You can chant it into yourself. Have you found out that your desire is small concerning something? Yeah. What, what can you do to make it big? That's where you stop. Because you can't really do anything to increase your desire. Maybe you think when you shout, then your desire will increase, no. Do you understand? But if you persevere in seeking the Lord, the Lord then will take you through processes that will allow your desire to increase. And normally, the thing about increased desire is that there are normally reasons that stifle our desire. There are reasons that stifle our desire. So what the Lord does is that he helps us get rid of all those things that stifle the desire, then like a light or a fire that was previously covered by too much this thing. Um, when those things are removed, now the fire can burn successfully. Okay? Yeah, so that is one. And that's a primary thing, but today I don't want to talk about that one. 
That's what I'm mentioning so that we'll get it out of the way. The desire part is key. And when I say desire, I do not mean an evil desire. I'm talking about a good desire. See, there are things that when you are seeking the Lord for, you can seek it for a good reason or a bad reason. Do you understand that? Normally, if we are allowed to seek God for a bad reason, we easily have desire. The desire increases. But when we are taught that it must be for a good reason, we find that it's not much. We just know that it's true. But the desire is not strong enough. So the Lord will help us cultivate that strong desire. Amen. Yeah. Now, the main one is in James chapter 4. Verse 1 to 4. See that from whence come wars and fightings among you? Come they not hence even of your lusts, that war in your members. Said ye lust and have not. Ye kill and desire to have and cannot obtain. Ye fight and war. Yet ye have not, because ye ask not. Hallelujah. Okay. Ye ask and receive not, because ye ask amiss, that ye may consume it upon your what? Your lusts. So the key here is asking amiss. Hallelujah. That ye may consume it upon your lusts. Now verse 4. Ye adulteress, and adulteresses, know ye not that the friendship of the world is enmity with God? Whosoever therefore will be a friend of the world is the enemy of God. Hallelujah. I have come to understand that many cases, the reason why you will find a person seeking the Lord about something, you find that the person is pushing, and on the surface, it's like the person is doing all that they can. You get it? And the person is not finding the Lord like they should. See, I know this because I've approached this from many angles. I've looked at the person and I've pitied the person or such a person. And I feel like, oh, Charlie, Dizzy, why is this thing becoming unbecoming? Do you understand? Then maybe you'll be there, one person just passes through. It's like the way we are all trying to do our Ghana car, we are in the queue. Then they bring Oga, and then Oga comes to pass through, and then we are still in the queue. So if there's somebody gets their response from the Lord, and then we move. But you find that this person is there. So I felt ah, it's sad. Do you see? Then I moved to like quietly begrudging God. Because it's like, I mean, it's just something. If something as small as, I mean, if we, in terms of God, and who he is. If something as small as this, we have to spend all our energy, life, I mean, what do you think? It's like, you see how they, I mean, it's not sustainable. 
Do you understand? It's not sustainable. So it's like, ah, God. So you become slightly offended. You get it? Now, these were things that I taught when I was younger. But as I grew up, I understood and I realized that majority of the times, the person involved or the people involved have a strong friendship with the world. That makes it very difficult for them to access what it is that God has on offer. There's a strong... I've dealt with... You quietly, you see, you have to pay attention to people. And you realize that there, there is this friendship with the world. And at times, when you even deal with them, you can suggest that they break away from such friendship. But you may even find that with some of them, they prefer to keep the friendship as against receiving what it is that they are looking for. So it's either they keep the friendship with the world and lose what it is that they are looking for, or God should just give, let them have the friendship and then he should give them what they are looking for so that everything will be fine. So you find that there is this fundamental friendship with the world. So we can, you can take people through processes. You can deal with, some of you are shepherding people. And this is one of the things that you have to open your eyes for. Because why will God turn his back on anyone? God doesn't turn his back. Remember we read that scripture. His hands are not too short, isn't it? Yeah. But there is something that keeps us and separates us from what it is that God has on offer. That is why for many people to, you find that, I've seen people that, then, because I leave them, because what can you do again? Yes, and so you cool down, and then maybe you deal normal, but you realize that where you are, there's, um, there's a blockade. You understand that? Yeah. So you, you have to find a way through. So we are cool off and then let's see how God will help us. But most of these people, you find that as you leave them and now they seem to start looking for God themselves. Like they've left chasing after that thing that they were looking for. Do you understand that? So maybe it's just now they just want to be changed, be transformed, be helped by God. So you find that they try to focus on that one. And then when you look at them, you say, no, now they are ripe. You get it? It's like the time is, is up for them to be able to receive what it is that they were trying to receive. But before when they were pushing, they seemed to be pushing after the thing. But whatever effort that they put into it was blocked because their heart was in love with the world. And I know that everybody has a certain love for the world. Okay? Yes. But the interesting thing is that evil is in levels. And it is not every evil that will show up to stop you in something. But some evils will show up to stop you. 
You understand that? Yeah, so you find that it's not that everybody is good and these people are bad, but what it is that they are facing, there is something currently with them that shows up to stop them. You understand that? There's something that currently is with them that shows up to stop them. And because it shows up, except that thing is let go. Except that thing is let go. For instance, there are people that may be sick and they are looking for healing from the Lord. I know people look for healing at times, they'll be fine. They can soldier through, pass away. <laughs> you see? But I'm talking about those that really say they want to be healed. You find that there is this strong love for their material body that places so much priority on this material body as though it is their life itself. They are unable to see that there is a proper life beyond this their material body. Not that they've not heard it, they've heard it. I mean, if you've preached it a thousand times, but you also know that to hear it preached is not the same as it's being a living truth within you. You get that? So you find that there is this strong affection for their material body. Now, that strong affection for your material body is also what it is that will stop you from gaining access to what God has on offer. Does it make sense? Yeah. That's what will stop you. Now, it's almost as though then in order for God to help you heal your body, you must not love your body. Do you understand that? That is the point. You should remember, if God is going to help you, there is a rendezvous point in the spirit where you meet God and you are affected by truth from God, isn't it? Now, the truth is the answer that God gives you. Then that truth unfolds and comes to the material manifestation. You understand that? Now, those truths that we are supposed to have access to, they are like boxes that have been locked or treasures that have been kept in rooms with locks. So they've been locked. Do you understand that? Yeah, they've been locked. So it's not that you can just have access to it. The key is not something physical that you hold in your hand. The key is the state of heart that you ought to be in when you attempt to open that door. If you attempt to open that door and you are not in that state of heart, you cannot open that door. Please understand that. So for instance, to access the treasure that will bring healing, there's a certain state of heart that you ought to be in. And in many cases, friendship with the world interferes with that state of heart. And this is not just healing. It is with everything. We know. Now, we know everything. It's like you have the whole course, but you can hold the course and not get results. Because in spiritual things, like when you can hold a certificate, not know your course and get results, isn't it? Like get a job in Ghana, you understand? All right. In the spirit, it's not like that. Even if you tell us that this is your certificate, which is all the information you know, 
That's why come spiritual things are not just three steps or ten steps. So you take them one by one. You can take a sheet of paper, list the steps, and go through all of them one by one. But these steps, there's something hidden that is not seen. And that is the state of the heart of the one that is going through these steps. If that state of the heart is not correct, if there is a problem, if something is interfering with the state that the heart ought to be in, no matter what you do, you can go around in circles, you can put in energy, you can increase the volume or the the intensity of your voice in prayer. Do you understand? You can jump, you can become maybe more active, you can come to church more these days. My brother, maybe some of you, you want something from God, so you feel like, okay, then let me come to church often. No, you won't get it. What do you think? Ah. That's not, you won't get it. You Whatever you are looking, you won't get it. Because you don't come to church often because you are looking for something from God. You must be changed. Hallelujah. You must be born again. That's why you come. If you are coming, oh, then you are involving yourself in the singing. You involved, and you, go, you have a problem that ought to be solved. I said there is, that problem, is solution is in the spirit. That place in the spirit, you ought to qualify to stand there. If you don't qualify, you can't stand there. That's why the Bible talks about how that you can't deceive God. And how that a man will reap what he sows. So you can find that at times, why is this person not being helped? And please, I'm not saying everybody that you think has not been helped, do you understand that? Please, is this message is for you. Not to look for, do you understand? It's for you. I, I'm preaching to all of you. If it's for that one person or two persons, I, I think I could have just gone to tell them. What do you think? So that this won't be a message for all of us. This is necessary. Do you know why? What is our next special program? So this is what we are considering. The word of faith. Hallelujah. So please understand this now. And then that what we are going to do, you be, then you complain, right? You complain that nothing. You Human beings are strange. You see, at times, some statement we know already, but so we don't want to, we don't like to repeat them. So you can't deceive God. It's true. You can't deceive God. And, but if we say it like that too, it doesn't communicate the right picture because it's almost as though God says that, I've seen you, you are trying to deceive me, I'll mind you. No. The point is that there is a way that God has put there for us to access spiritual verities. And if we breach that way, we do not find ourselves in the place or the location in the spirit where it is possible for us to access these things. We find ourselves somewhere else. Just like that. It's like maybe you sit in a car and you tell the driver that the driver should take you to a doom. You understand that? Not knowing that the car that you have sat inside, the car itself takes you to where your heart is. What do you think? So, you, then you relax. By the time you open your eyes, you're at Korongo. You, maybe you search in the car, take your answer. By the time you're you at Korongo, the car takes you to where your heart is. So, you think that just by saying that I want to go to Edum, 
then you'll be at a doom. Do you understand that? In spiritual things, it's not like that. Just by saying that, ah, Lord, I want to be, I want to access, I want to access. That's not how, it, it, it's not enough. Just by saying that to the Lord, it's not enough. It, we migrate according to the state of our hearts. Hallelujah. If our hearts are out of sorts, we will not be able to find God. Hallelujah. We will not be able to find God if our hearts are out of sorts. That is the reason why, let me tell you, you see people are praying to God for many things. But you realize that statistically, it's just some few humble souls that somehow pass through and get something and give a testimony. I can find many people want to be healed. But you find that at times maybe you even feel, ah, but you, you are not even with us. How did you just appear to receive? Do you understand that? It is because the person was in the right state that made it possible for them to meet God in the spirit. It's as simple as that. Just by saying this is your day is not enough. Hallelujah. Do you understand that? It's not enough. Even crying is not enough. Crying is not enough. Where your heart lies. Hallelujah. Where your heart lies. That's the key. That's the key. So it's important. See, that's why we keep stressing that to be changed in the heart is the beginning of everything. Just like that. But times some of us, we survive the message that we should be changed. We survive it when it's preached, we survive it. And then when we come to what you like, your energy comes, which is like things that are taught that you could use it to, you could apply it in certain things that really matter to you. Do you understand that? Has it worked? If you did that, it it won't work. Not because God says that I won't mind you, but because the paradise of God, uh, there's a cherub that dies the paradise of God. That paradise is where the treasures are, the treasures of spiritual truths. These truths are the ones that you must come into contact with for what it is that you are looking for to be accomplished. It is God. There's a principle that keeps you out if your heart is not set in the right place. Hallelujah. So friendship with the world is enmity with God. It's as simple as that. It means that if you love the world as a controlling force in your life, if you are moved by a love for the world, you find it difficult accessing God. No matter how many hours you pray, your prayers will direct you somewhere else. So I tell some of you, you feel very excited when you say that, they will pray for long, will push through, will push through, will climb, will climb. And you convince yourself that pushing through, climbing, climbing, climbing is independent of your better heart. What do you think? It's not. It's independent of your heart that is jealous of your brother. It's independent of your heart that loves the world, that loves money, is controlled by money. Like, 
It's not. It's not. Hallelujah. It's not. That's why you find that any extra thing that I bring to add may create in you an excitement. But after a while, it will not be enough. Because you find that you added it and it didn't bring anything. Meanwhile, the main thing has been thrown out. Friendship with the world is enmity with God. You ask, you do not receive because you ask amiss so that you may consume it upon your last. Those are looking for money to do some things. Your intentions are not pure. How can you find God in this search? Hallelujah. How can you find God? Some of you too, your true intentions are not pure, but you cover it up with an apparent good intention. Do you get it? So it's like, you know that this should be the motivation for seeking God in this manner, but something else is your motivation. So you suppress that one, and then you try to say to yourself, and whoever is listening, and even when you are praying to God, to tell God that this rather is your motivation. And I don't know why we think that we will succeed. You see, God is not like you. When you deal with God, they don't deal with him like somebody that can't see his back. You see, it's like, you're dealing, it's like so you can just pass one in front of his eyes. By the time... Like you get the thing and then now God will realize that hey, your heart was not pure. Then it's too late. Do you get it? No. You can't trick God. Don't deal with God like that. Deal with God as one who has laid down systems. So when you deal with God, at times remove God out of it. And look at the fact that God is willing. So what makes us go and look at God is like is he willing? If he is willing, okay, then we come to okay, he's there. So how will he help us gain access? The other side. So we don't deal with God and God. Help me, then we wait and God says, I, I will help you, then help us. No. God is the one that will help us gain access. Do you understand that? Because he's already willing. So that's how you deal with God. If he's the one that will help you gain access, then it means that it is not about him. It is rather about whether you are in a state that allows that access to be possible. If you are not in that state, like I know some of you, when life becomes a bit difficult for you, you come and look for God. Do you understand that? Stop that. Just don't stop that. Because you will find God. Hallelujah. And it's not in a place like this. There are some places that they know how to trap you. They dangle before you are deceived. And at times they too, they are deceived. Or they know your deception, so they present to you something that looks like, ah, today that you decided to come and trick God, you have gained something out of it. You don't know. There's nothing, God is not there to be tricked. He's not like that. You can't force a decision out of God because God, there's no decision making with him. He doesn't decide. He's always for good. The next question is, how will you access the good? So always think of how will I access it? And the accessing, the foundation of that access is the heart, the purity of your heart. That's the foundation. 
where your affections lie. Where your affections lie. If your affections are not in the right place, you can put in every effort, but you find that God cannot be found. You can put in every effort. Hallelujah. That's why no matter where we go to and come from, we will still have to come to this basic understanding that it is the affection that prays and not the man without the affection. And that affection, when it is steeped in love for the world, friendship with the world, you can't run away from it. It's the case. You can't, you can't hide it. You can't use something to cover it. You can't push it at the back and show a smiling face. You can't be a hypocrite in the spirit. In the realm of the spirit, you can't be a hypocrite there. In the earth, you, you can be a hypocrite. So if your answer from God is in the earth, then maybe you could practice hypocrisy and get it. But that answer comes in the spirit. Hallelujah. So for you to even hear God in the spirit, your heart must be in the right place. If not, nothing will happen. Normally, maybe I'll say that, okay, then check your heart, what is going on there. But the thing is that if we see God sincerely, we will find that by the time our hands actually touch what it is that we were looking for, God has changed us in the process. That's what will happen. Because then, if we are sincere towards you, God will bring up things. He will bring up things. He will bring up things. Then we will follow. But if we are not sincere, it's just what we are looking for that we are interested in. Then we will just pray to God and say, do this. No room for God to bring you to repentance, to change your approach to life, to change the things that you like, because the thing that you like is too late. If it's too late, then don't pray to God, because you can't have access to what it is that you are looking for. Because that thing, you find it in the spirit, and evil blinds the eye of every man. Evil blinds the eyes of every man. You are no exception. What do you think? You are no exception. At times, I see people, it's like they, they feel like they want to show that they are an exception. That without an active change in their heart desires. And you find people around who are strongly after the world and want to convince you that they have results from God. It's not true. Or you are tempted to believe that it is true or it is possible because you want it to be so. So you too, you could follow that same path, eh? but it's not true. That's why everybody else that will try that same path will not get anything. It doesn't work like that. Hallelujah. It doesn't work like that. It doesn't work like that. Hmm. Like maybe you are going to write an exam. Those who were in SHS. Like when Wasi was coming. Hey! As you hold no mean Ayama. Hey! As you also. As you that will go to the assembly or to have SU meeting. Yeah, the place is full, but not full enough. We, like, we just. Now overflow, like, hey! 
See, if the answer is in the earth, then this thing will work. But it's not in the earth, it's in the spirit. The thing about the spirit is that I can't ascend into the spirit for you. Yes, Even if I speak to you prophetically, you must ascend also. That's why Paul told them that he that ministers to you the spirit and worketh miracles amongst you, doeth he by the works of the law or by the hearing of faith. What is the hearing of faith? It's not with this physical ears. It is the spiritual hearing, the spiritual perception. You see, nobody can understand. And the Bible said, no one shall teach his brother that they should know the Lord. Do you understand that? Now, it's not that, oh, a bear here. If you think of it like that, fine. But the other side of it is that this is a principle. The principle is that if you teach your brother to know the Lord, he still not know the Lord. I can't see the Lord in the spirit and call you that, hey, see the Lord in the spirit. Except you also ascend. It's a principle. It's a principle. So you can't teach your brother to know the Lord. You can't teach your brother to know the Lord. And this is not about teaching people the truth. No, that's different. This is about the spiritual perception of who the Lord is. It's something that everyone must ascend. If you do not ascend, you are wasting your time. And it's important that you get to know this. Because at times, we know what we are up to. We know where our hearts are. And then we also act frustrated when we don't get responses from God. So I wonder what we are doing. I feel like we are used to pretending. Because it's very easy to know why you can't find God. Your daily life and your daily approach to life should teach you where your heart is. So why is it that you are frustrated that you can't find God? And your frustration is not on the things you love that is stopping you from accessing God, but on the case that God cannot be found. I've tried my best and I'm praying and God is not really responding. I'm not hearing God. I'm not this thing. We say, God, God is moving. I can't sense anything. You love the word. How can you sense that God is moving? You want it to be in the flesh. You, see, you want to sense God in the flesh. So that, you see, the Lord is touching you. You want to feel that somebody is touching your skin. God, that's what you do. If you are in love with the word, you can't know any touch apart from the one that is in your body. You can't. There is no touch that you can know. So I can't, you can't. Because it requires a certain spiritual condition of heart to be able to perceive a touch from the spirit and to know it. So instead of telling yourself, I love the world, you say, well, nothing is really happening. These people, some even say, we are just, maybe we've excited ourselves, euphoria. So they are the ones that have not been deceived by the euphoria. They are the you are as thick, as thick as clay. Clay. <laughs> You, you see, you, no light can pass through you. But you, you, and your, answer, your simple destiny is one of that you love the world, but you won't accept that. Because why well, God will not come and fight with you and respond back. So you can blame it on God, right? You can't believe that God loves you. Why can't you believe that God loves you? It's because you love the world. It's not that God doesn't love you. You love the world. Anyone that loves the world does not know the love of God. What do you think? Yeah, you can't know the love. So you want to feel loved, right? By God, isn't it? It's a powerful feeling. But your love for the world will stop you from having that feeling. It's true. 
to explain that God, let me see that you love me. You could pray that prayer, but find out what God will tell you about it. And you find that God is interested in uh, turning your heart. Hallelujah. God is a tool. God, he's a tool. But it's not any hand that will handle that tool. There are principles in God that when applied results will come back. It's not any heart that will get that result. There's a condition of heart that must fit every principle. You see those things, I tell you, watch movies, there's something, then you put it inside the door and then it fits into the door, then you turn, or it even turns by itself. You get it, then the big gate, it opens. Uh There's a certain condition of heart that fits into the principles. I know that the principles are empty principles. They are empty principles. What is prayer? If the heart, that place is, is in love with the world. What, what is it? Do you see? You, you descend into witchcraft with this, your prayer. And that's what many people do these days. A lot of the praying done is witchcraft. Manipulations and somebody some years ago said they've been praying against their boss and one day the boss saw a snake in his office. And they knew that it was it was the Lord. Like the Lord now, you understand? It's not like the Lord is the snake. Like the Lord now brought the snake to teach the boss a lesson. Hallelujah. What do you think? The fact that you can't see that just this communication, like how you're a devil. You see, this is that's something, this is witchcraft. And to think that you are in consort with the Lord as you try to do these things. It means you have no idea who the Lord is. So people like that, as they persevere in such part of prayer, eh, the praying of a man whose heart is in love with the world, they make contact with evil spirits. They make contact with evil spirits. Very soon, the normal way of prayer will not be enough. Because it's too spiritual to just be closing your eyes and be praying. So you discover that you can light candles and sit before the candles and pray. So you take that one. Because why won't you take it? Because the one that is in love with the world, eh? just shutting your eyes to pray, when you go further, it will be too much of a spiritual exercise for you. It will be too much. You will need a material thing. Very soon, a sign that God has answered you. It can't be enough that God will speak in the spirit. You need a material something to hold. You need an object. You need a token. (laughs) You sit before candles. Then you look for certain hours that when you pray, you will get, we have gone through all of this. Still, we can't find God. Or we find God. We can't find God. We've gone through all this. We can't find God. Now I see a lot of people praying at midnight um, because one pastor organizes them to pray. Do you see? Now, if you get to prayer at midnight and it will not spoil your day, it's a powerful thing. You understand that? Why not? Because then nobody, nothing interferes. You are there, you are praying. But I also look at them and I know that after a while, a lot of them will stop. Because they are not going to get anything. 
from it. Not because God cannot be found, but because it is the heart that prays. You can't find God. It's not possible. So you can organize yourself into a group and say, we are many, we are many. It's a prayer revival. A prayer revival comes from the heart. A heart of people who renounce the world to pursue the hope that is set before them. These people, their prayer is what the Bible calls the prayer of the saints. It's not just that you are praying. You see, you can give yourself a good name, nice name, a catchy name. It's still not going to change. So I look at it and I'm really hoping that it doesn't listen. You see, at times some people can be guarded for whichever reason. And then they will pursue and maybe they will have some encounter with something and then maybe they begin to. But highly unlikely. And the thing with the flesh is that obesity are the could be changing location. You see. So we can when do we sano come in green say ah a dear a hand woman come they be obey pair will be fire what you say or no the whole dang chain me one nipa or you know no 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 answer or prayer is God is God isn't it God uh-huh so we won't chain we it is God that you are looking for it is God. So I see people, see people bring their, I, I saw one with plenty sheets, powder, plenty, and then do a praying over it. No. No. Some amongst them will get an answer. But it's not the praying over it in the written letter. So if you hear, hey, there are testimonies from you, then you also write your own, right? And then you said, forgetting that you love the world. It means that those that will get the answers, if they just sought God, they will still get the answers. Do you understand that? Or then the Osofu, having a gift from God, can now speak to them prophetically and they can also perceive. Do you understand that? So you can get results. But it is not that you wrote things, and you sent it. What do you think? Yeah. So, we can't escape this. I wish we could. What do you think? Because at the time, we just want small help from God. Do you understand? But God is also sad that his priority is his priority. And the priority is for a reason. So that no one can claim anything from God and by it destroy himself and the neighbor. By destroy himself and the neighbor. You see people, maybe they are looking for children. God will help you. That's true, right? But you know, you may not have children if you don't set your heart right concerning childbirth. No, your case is different because there is someone that, oh no, no, nobody didn't find that. People are looking for children, but people are having teenage sex and they are getting pregnant. Kaya youths are having pregnant, they are not aborting. Like they are almost in the most, I want this one, your master. So when nothing is wrong with you, they are. Do you get it? But 
when something is wrong with you, then there must be a correction. Do you see? If there must be a correction, how will God come? It's through your heart. If you see anything, perceive anything in the spirit, it will come through the heart. So if you want a correction from God, then the heart must be sorted. And that's why God will come and try and convince you that, look, this is the purpose of children, but he will tell you, you will not believe. You will not believe. Do you see? You will not believe. You still maintain your own purpose. You want children for something. You want children for something. Your own day. That's why at times, if God succeeds in, in even convincing you about the purpose of children, and maybe your children haven't even come, you are calmer. Because I didn't know property. The answer, a cool it down, a bar, no, and buy a way fine. You understand that? And it's because you know that it's not your property. You don't use it for glory. You don't use children for glory. You get it. But if you don't change your mind, you may find yourself in trouble. You can jump everywhere, do every, everything. Nothing will change. That's the reality. It's true. It's true. So a lot of the times, if we just leave the world alone quickly, we can access God and benefit from. But you know, we won't leave the world quickly too. Because we are complicated people. But at least we must yield to the Lord so that the Lord will help us out of it. Do you understand that? And you will see, as you, he helps you out of it, you see that faith is building up within you. It's not something that is conjured. These are principles. 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 Some of you are looking for a good man or a good woman. But you see, you have not even understood that you must be a good woman or a good man to the one that you are going for. So you are a free ranger with strange mentalities. But you tell yourself that God should give you a good man or a good woman. You understand? It's a principle. If God will give you, uh, how will you know that? Loyan Ketia is a good man when he's standing before you. There has to be some spiritual perception. See, spiritual perception is not, hey, the Lord opened my eyes and I can see that he's telling me my son, my son, or my daughter, my daughter. <laughs> no. Spiritual, there, there's a certain, there are movements within. You understand that? It's almost like something is parted and it's closed. You, you pick something. Then you know that, no, this is it. You see, but if as you're asking the Lord for a good man and you yourself are not working on becoming a good woman and vice versa too you will be blind to see a good man when he passes by because do you know how we see a good man you are picking somebody into your life so your life the way your life is that is how you will choose someone you will choose someone that will come and interfere with your life so if you yourself are in a certain evil life you are after some things. You will choose somebody that will fall in line with those things. And then you say, oh, he loves God or she loves God. What do you mean by love God? Maybe I know Casa from time time also. Oh, say Uncle Paul there, love your neighbor. <laughs> so then he believes in our message. Oh. <laughs> some of you have been fooled by this thing before. 
He believes in our message. He believes in our message. Do you know why you can't see what is obvious? You yourself, you are blind. Your heart is somewhere. But if, let's say you work on yourself to become correct, because there's a requirement of God as to who a good husband is. Why not work on yourself to become like that as you say you are looking for a good wife? There's a requirement of God as to who a good wife is. Why not work on yourself as to becoming that good wife whilst you look for the good husband? If you work on yourself, you will have eyes. It's a principle. Now you come into the state of heart where you can perceive in the spirit who a good person is. And then your eyes will also be open to deception. Do you see? Your eyes will be open to deception. So you cannot easily be deceived. Somebody can appear before you and do themselves like they are something. You understand? But if your heart is after the world, all the negative things that you are seeing. And I've seen this happen with people. People that we shepherd. People that we shepherd. And some of them, you will tell them you love the world. And at times they will even agree that yes, they love the world. But the way they agree you know, is that they don't know that they are in danger. Maybe they will you. Maybe I love the world. It's like, it's, <laughs> it's like this is not something you say with a smile on your face. Or you're admitting something that is interesting. You, like, you are in danger. You are, this is how men are in danger. You are in the, this kind of thing that you are admitting calmly and happily as though, oh, it's a sign that you are in danger. Because at times, from time to ask myself, assignment told me, how will I come out of it? Do you see? Because, now, how will you find God? How will you find God? How will you do it? So, like, maybe you fall into a situation that God can lift you out of that situation. But you love the world. So, how do you find what it is that God gives to men so that he can lift them out of their situation? How will you find it? Does it make sense? So, we don't joke with, I love the world, I love the world. As you say, what the... No, you are in danger. This, this is the, a deal breaker. And James puts it nicely for us. Friendship of the world is enmity with God. Not that God is having you as an enemy. You have taken God as an enemy. I know at times you rise up and say that, no, it's not true. Even though I love the world, I don't really think God is my enemy. Do you see? No. It's true. It's true. The fact that you find God as your enemy should be viewed in the context of the world that you love and what God asks you to do as against what you want to do. That's how you see God is your enemy. Like if you have turned God into your own enemy. You see? So if God says pass here, you to your love for the world says pass here. Now, what God is saying, you don't like it. If you like it, then you give up your love for the world, isn't it? But if you are going to keep your love for the world, then this is an enemy. 
And the more God keeps repeating it to you, the more you even become offended. You become offended. So it is not a lie. And it, you are not special. You are not one of those people that God made for them to love the world and God at the same time. Like maybe you feel like you are that special breed. Do you understand? Yeah, me there. I can, I see clearly. From time to time, it's a light is shining that I love the world, but me, I'm that special. Because everybody says I'm a nice person. Everybody says that. I can tell you, find some people that oh, you're a spiritual person. So, <laughs> no, what we say there, what does it matter? It is God we are trying to find, though. Oh, you're a spiritual person. Who cares? Of what use is your spirituality if you can't ascend? Then what's the point? And if you can't ascend, remember, God's universe is simple. Everybody automatically by default is made for ascension. If nothing is holding you down to the earth, you will ascend. What do you think? That's why we don't negotiate to send your spirit, your own spirit man, into the spirit world when you die. The others are like, so when you die, it's okay. Your spirit man is here, so let's see how you go. No, once your body goes, your spirit man is off. Separated from your body. We are done. You understand that? So that connection is not there anymore. We don't, there's no negotiation. It's how things work. Everybody is made for ascension. So if you are not ascending, something is stopping you. And the reality is that the things that are stopping us are many. What do you think? But our problem is that we admit that, ah, the things stopping us are many. And at times we even laugh over it. And we don't realize that we are in danger. We don't realize that we are, hey, I must overcome all. It's like, I feel like it's amongst us that when we, when we say, ah, I must overcome all, it's like we are even smiling. I tell you, I've been joking, Charlie. Hey, I must overcome it. Then you move on. Like, I must overcome it. It's like, hey, I must, like, it's something that you say with trembling. But you see, that's the problem with hearing the word of God for a long time and not doing anything about it. You become immune. It's like that even sacred things, you can speak about them in a context that is not sacred. You see? You can speak about them in a context that is not sacred. So you find that. You are not moving, no matter, even in spite of all the things that you know, you are not advancing like you should. And it's because upon all the things that you have heard, one thing remains intact, and that is your friendship with the world. Ask your neighbor, are you a friend of the world? Or is the world your friend? So if anything will stop us, this is what will stop us. So am I saying that, okay, then leave the world alone and then you can come and look for God. No. Because it's difficult to know which part of the world we should leave alone at a time. Do you understand? Yeah. So come and look for God. But when you come, you must be prepared for repentance. So what it is that you are asking for from God, keep asking. But don't ask like, you've thrown it to God. No, ask as someone who is ready 
that the process of seeking after, that's the interesting thing about God. It's like trying to understand one thing. By the time you go through the research, you have understood many things. That's how God is. You can seek God for one thing, but if you go honestly, by the time you come to the destination that you are looking for, you would have undergone serious transformation. Because it is that transformation that will deliver what it is that you are looking for. Those that don't like what is that? Oh, upon all the things we, you've heard here, you should still place the greatest value on transformation in terms of your cooperation with God, your heart, the purity of your heart. This is where you should place your greatest value. But we say, oh no, no, we must get to the place of perception. You understand that? But how do we go? If the heart is pure, we will see God. You understand that? If we try to see God and the heart is not pure, we will not see God. So you may think that it is faith that is number one. But it's not faith that is number one. To perceive in the spirit is number one. It is not. It only appears to be number one because it is from there that effect is produced. It is to have a pure heart that is number one. It has not changed. Purity of heart separation from the world, not serving two masters. Huh? That is still number one. It is still the primary. Seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. Still number one. Nothing has changed it. And it is important that we realize it. Some of us have become comfortable. Because quietly, even though we knew that we must overcome when we were trying, the opportunity to know principles by which we can have access to certain answers have exposed us. So we have switched to becoming professors eh, in getting answers and responses from God. Switch to perceiving things and operating in gifts and what do you think? Like praying for long. Wow. And we have left the key thing, which says that blessed are the pure in heart, for they shall see God. All these things that you are looking for must be built upon blessed are the pure in heart. Blessed are the pure in heart must be the center of all these things. So that if your heart is not set right, you can't even move. You can't even move. Let's not deceive ourselves. What do you think? A man will reap what he sows. It's as simple as that. What do you think? If you sow onto corruption, you will reap corruption. Do you see? Yeah. You can't love the world and have that ability to make contact with the Lord. You can't love the world and contact the Lord. It's not possible. Amen.